Welcome to the Messy Walk Podcast with Pastor Adam Cook, where our goal is to have a genuine and authentic conversation about the Christian faith journey and what a messy walk with Jesus really looks like. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Messy Wall Podcast. This is your host today, Pastor Pastor Matt. I'm here with Pastor Adam. You were about to say this is your host, Pastor Adam. <laughs> yeah. Here with Pastor Matt. Something like that. We're both here. Hey, yeah, we're here. What's up? What's up? We're glad. We're happy. We're here. glad we're here. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to continue our series, which we're over halfway with, yes. on You Can Think Like Jesus Thinks. And today, we're going into episode 116. 116, looking through the 10 characteristics of a person who thinks like Jesus thinks. So we're getting into the mind of Jesus, the perfect mind of Christ, of which if you are a Christ follower, um, hey, brother and sister, yeah, yeah. and uh, um, that means you have the mind of Christ. You actually have it. Not that you can learn it. But you actually have it. Mm-hmm. So we're leaning into if Jesus thought this way and we have received the mind of Jesus, then we can actually think like Jesus thinks in this way and not just learn it and apply it. So it's not just apply some stuff you hear, but it's actually lean into the new nature of your mind. Yes. The new nature of your mind is the mind that is Christ. That is the mind in you that is being fully formed into perfection. One day you will be there, right? Mm-hmm. And it's already done. It's just not quite yet. Right, the enemy's enemy's already been defeated. Everything's already over with. We're just in the already not yet phase, right? And so your mind, you do have the mind of Christ, um, and it is being formed fully and fully, more and more fully every single day um, until it's finally there, right? Mm -hmm. Whenever time frame God determines to return and do all this stuff, and so um, uh, you can think like Jesus thinks for sure, not just learning some stuff that two tired pastors say on a podcast (laughs) Um, that uh, that nobody's listening to. I'm just kidding. There are lots of people listening, actually. Um, We used to only have like four, um, but now we got a lot more. There's a lot of folks. um, That's exciting. This series has actually had a lot of listeners, and so that's cool. I'm glad that it's helping. Um, I think that we've spent the last few months, me and Matt, you know, podcast, preaching, teaching, talking about the mind. Um, and I don't think that stuff happens by accident. Mm-mm. So when, like when God leads you into something that he wants to work on in you, yes, it's, he's bigger than, than you ever think he is. And he's working in ways that you don't think. And so when God's working on something in you, it is best to open up your mouth because it's a guarantee. If he's working on it in you, he's working on it in other people yes. around you. Yeah. Right? I thought that every time I prepared the message, the message, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm learning as much as I'm teaching. Yep. I felt that every time strong. And and he and and he's going to put pe- the people are going to be walking through similar things. It's not yes. like it. It's not like it's always the exact same for everybody. Yeah. But I do think, especially, I mean, I've seen this as a pastor, as somebody who's a primary teacher, that um, if I lean into what God's doing in my life and teach out of that, which is the only way I teach now, by the way. Um, back back in the day, long time ago, it would be like, what do I think the people need to hear? Oh yeah. You know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of preachers who teach like that. Um, now it's no, what, what's God doing in my life? What is he, what is he working on in me? And then I'm going to leave with that. And almost always it's it, the way it works is, is that, I mean, not almost always every single time that the people he's placing around you in your influence, your sphere of influence, uh, they are walking through things similar to that yeah. at the same time. That's good. Right? And so 
Um, I don't know why. I said, why did I say that? Any, I don't know. Anyway, it's money. Um, it's money. <laughs> so you can think like Jesus thinks for sure, right? I don't know where we're going with that. Um, and so there's 10 characteristics of that. We've been going through those a bunch. I'm not going to rehash them. You can go back and listen to them. So today is basically the, um, <clears throat> this is episode 116. This is the seventh one of the characteristics of a person who thinks like Jesus thinks. So a person who thinks like Jesus thinks can say and live by this mindset. Here's number seven. I forgive my enemies and those who hurt me. It's going to be a good one today. That's the mind of Jesus, yes. and that's our mind too. And so I forgive my enemies, and I forgive those who hurt me. This is how Jesus thinks, and he'll show you. We've got a couple of scripture verses we're going to throw to you today. Um, matter of fact, the very nature of your salvation is Jesus forgiving his enemies and those who hurt him, right? Because you and I... Um, were, in our sinfulness, enemies of God, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we did hurt God. It, all sinful humankind has has hurt God and is enemies of God. Um, and so the very nature of your salvation is, pr- is proof positive. The very nature of the cross is proof positive that Jesus' mindset is, I forgive my enemies and those people that have hurt me directly and indirectly. Um this makes Jesus different from every other leader in history. Mm-hmm. There is no other leader in history, religious leaders, non-religious leaders, political leaders, there is no one that thinks like this. Um, he is different than every body you encounter. He, Jesus has a – just talked about this Sunday too. Jesus has a um, – radical, liberating version of humility that he teaches and models. Yes. Um, that is different than anything you have ever seen. There is nothing like this in any major world religion at all. Um, this idea that that the God of everything, the perfect, holy, righteous one, right, would... Um, would lower themselves to understand humans, much less forgive them. That's good. Right. To Mm -hmm. understand humans, much less uh, pay for (laughs) and live a life that they couldn't live so that they could be in a right relationship with God, despite all the things that they've done. And I mean, think about this when, when Jesus like, don't, don't miss the fact that when Jesus dies on the cross, everything doesn't end right then. Right. So that's true. Like it would make a little more sense to us as humans if Jesus died on the cross, forgave everybody's sins, and then it, it was game over. Right. Yes. The whole thing ended. Right. But he he dies, forgives everybody's sins, even the sins that you ain't even committed yet. Mm. Like even the ones you even thought of. Even the ones that you're gonna commit after you make him your Lord and Savior. Yeah, that's good. Right? I mean, that's, that's huge. That is. So it's like this. It's like this level of forgiving enemies and people that hurt us more than anything you've ever seen from anybody else ever in history. There is no leader that has ever done this. It is. It is radically different than anything. And the level of humility that Jesus lays forth um, is unparalleled in any setting whatsoever. Like, like, listen to this verse. This is Luke twenty three thirty four. This is an extremely famous verse of Scripture. We only need like the first part. So this is like A, uh, Matt. But um, Jesus is about to utter these words 
on the cross. Like he's saying these on the cross, like in the middle of the brutality that is the murder of Jesus, whom, by the way, the vast majority of the world favorably views. So in all assessments, this is a good man, right? Like, like mm-hmm. we, would, we would take that further. We, we would say, no, he's the son of God, right? He's, he's God himself, God incarnate. But almost all people say that this is a good person who is enduring this horrific murder um, on this horrible instrument of crucifixion known as the Roman cross. And listen to what he says here. This is Luke 23, 34. And he says, Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Yeah, that's it. So on the cross, these people are killing him. And he says, Father, forgive them. That's intense. They don't know what they're doing. Father, forgive forgive them. Forgive them, Father. They don't really have any clue what it is that they are doing. They do not get it. They do not fully understand it. There ain't a leader in history who's ever done anything Mm -hmm. like this. Not at all. I mean, he's on the cross. Like, it's not prior. This is not where he's going, you know, oh, poor little Judas. He don't know what's coming. You know, he don't know what he's doing. Poor little Peter. Mm. Right, he's being an idiot over here. Forgive him. He don't get it. This is on the cross in this moment, and the people that he's talking to. If I'm not, if I'm not I'm mistaken, he's talking specifically to the Roman soldiers that are there in the process of this. Yes. So, as he's talking to the Roman, these people are completely checked out on this thing. Like they don't care who he is. They're just carrying out orders. They're not. They're not involved in the in the uh, these these prophecies of Judaism, right? They're not involved in any of these. They don't, they don't know. They don't know what's going on, right? They're just really just the, the Roman orders just sort of keeping peace, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what they're doing. And and the crucifixions keep peace. And the, the specific crucifixion of Jesus keeps peace with the Jewish people who they're trying to keep settled and shut up, right? Because mm-hmm. um, they've taken over their whole lives, right? Yes. So, like, they're just trying to keep, they're just trying to keep peace, they don't give a crap about this guy on the cross. To them, it's just another person that that the Jews wanted to get rid of, and so they got rid of him. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. make any difference. And and Jesus is like, man, they don't, they just don't have any idea what they're doing. Forgive them. I mean, think about this. Um, who are the people that you hold grudges against? Think think about that. Who are those people you hold grudges against? Who are those people that you hold pain still? Because that's what a grudge is. Mm-hmm. A grudge that you hold against somebody is because you are still holding pain. Yes. Right? They have hurt you in some way, insulted you in some way, and so you hold a grudge because there is pain that you're still holding on to. Who are those people that you hold grudges against, right? Like, So for some of you, these are, these are really deep. Um, th- these are uh, family members, parents, um, there's a lot of grudges against parents when kids get older, become adults, where they're like, why would you make us live like this? Why wouldn't you care, right? I think all the time of, I mean, I still see it so much, of dads who are virtually non-existent in their kids' lives. Yeah, that's true. You know, I mean, non-existent. Like, some of them pay child support, and that's about it, right? And that child support, by the way, you can whine and complain about it all you want to, but that is not enough money to support that child no not at all because <laughs> i got three and i can tell you what it takes to support them children a lot everything we can scrape yep, up right it does it's so, not some random monetary amount per month and and there's so many fathers like 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 
they're just they're just absent, or or they're or they're halfway in and pretending like they're there when really they're absent. And later on in life, the kids are like, I just don't understand why you didn't care more, like mm-hmm. why you weren't there. There's these secret grudges that are held. You know, people that have hurt you directly. You know, God forbid, there's been some abuse. And you hold a grudge against that because of the pain the person's caused, and you're still holding on that pain. So think for a minute, who are those people that you hold grudges against or you hold pain because they've done something to you? And then I want you to see that Jesus Jesus forgives. That's his mindset. But then he doesn't just stop with forgiveness. So that's the thing about Jesus that makes this whole thing crazy. Mm-hmm. Is that it doesn't sure. just it's just not it's just not forgiveness. It's just not, well, I forgive you, and now we can move on with life. You're forgiven, right? That's how we tend to do it. So we go, let me get rid of this grudge by forgiving this person. I I need to not carry this pain anymore, so I've got to forgive this, right? Because it's the only way I'm going to be free, right? Because unforgiveness is just... uh, um, it's just it's just imprisoning you, not the other person, right? Yeah, that's you, true. You think that your unforgiveness is like causing them some sort of displeasure, and it's not. They're probably um, just continuing to go on with their and life. And there is this great writer. I'm trying to think of what her name is. Oh, I wish I could, I wish I'd have been prepared. Oh well, it's a messy walk <laughs> podcast. There's other podcasts that are better. <laughs> just schedule one. Um, but but it's been around for a long time, and um, it's a Christian writer. Gosh, I can't think of her name. Anyway. Uh, she says um, that unforgiveness is like eating rat poison and waiting for the other person to die. Right? Mm, they, that's ain't gonna, they ain't going to die. Yes. You are, right? Like it's it, it, it's not them. It's, it's you that becomes imprisoned by it. And so Jesus, though, never stops with just forgiveness. Like it's bigger than that. There is this mindset here. That is so deep. It's not just I'm going to forgive humanity. I'm going to forgive these Roman soldiers. I'm going to forgive these people who hurt me. It's much deeper than that. Like, let, look at the next verse. This is um, Matthew five forty four. Artist says, "But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who uh, persecute you." So notice these things. He he doesn't just say forgiveness. He says love them. He says bless them. Right, he says, "Do good to them." He says, "Pray for them." Right, that idea of praying for them is is a blessing, mm-hmm. and that, that's the whole point. Right, I mean, in in scripture, almost always praying for and blessing is the same thing. Yeah. Right. So you are you're you're not just forgiving them, but you're loving them, even though they're your enemy, even though they've hurt you. You are. Not just forgiving them, but you're actually praying that God would bless them. Um, That's good. You're you're praying that there would be good done to them, right? I mean, because you're praying for a blessing from God, right? You're you're praying, lifting them up to God. That means that God would intervene, move in their life, that there would be positivity, that there would be blessings flowing there. I mean, that's where Jesus is going. He's going that far. What, What Jesus is giving you here is he's giving you a very... Simple yet ridiculously difficult prescription for forgiveness that comes from a mind in Jesus, not from a, a human mind. This prescription for forgiveness is showing you that it's not a feeling, but it's actually a series of actions. So this idea of forgiving is not just, well, I now feel like I can forgive you, and so I feel like I can let go of this pain, and so I do. It's actually a series of actions. It is to to 
love them, to bless them, to pray for them. Like it's an intentional set of actions. That's is what forgiveness is based mm-hmm. in. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's that's tough. It's uh, tough to do. Yeah, I, I mean that that's what we're talking about. So we're talking. We're not talking about a mind ca- a mindset that walks around and goes, "They hurt me, I forgive them." Like we're talking about a perfect mindset in Jesus that's walking around going, "No, I don't just forgive them. I love them. I care for them. I want the best for them, even though." They don't know what they're doing, mm-hmm. right? They don't know what they're doing to me. They don't know what they're doing to God. They don't get it. I um, want them to be forgiven and to be cared for and to be blessed, right? It's like yep. you go a little further. I mean, we we simplify this verse by saying Jesus is forgiving them when he says, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they do. He's actually not in that verse. What he's doing there is he's he, when he says, Father, forgive them, he is praying for them. Mm. Right, like he's he's asking the father to bless them. That's intense. Yes, yeah, while while they're <laughs> while, pretty, they're, while they're tying him and yes. killing him. Right, I mean he's like you're talking about verse 34 of Luke 23. He is about to die. Like it it is it is imminent. Yes, at this moment on the cross, like it's imminent. I don't know how many more verses you go in Luke 23 before he uh, gives up the ghost, but it's pretty close. Yes, it um, is. I mean. And it's in the middle of this that he's actually praying for them. Don't miss that part. It's not just him saying, I forgive them because that's what I've designed to do. Because what we do is we tend to oversimplify this and go, well, of course Jesus forgives them. That's why he's dying on the cross is for their forgiveness. Right there in that moment, he is praying for them. He is saying, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. Bless them. Help them. Like I'm, I'm lifting them up to you. Like that's a that's a game changer. Mm-hmm. So it's a per, the prescription for forgiveness is not just sit down and forgive. The mindset of Jesus is not just a forgiving mindset. It is a mindset that says I make a series of decisions and actions that lead and assist me in forgiving. Yes, you know, I'm praying for. I'm loving. I'm blessing. I'm doing good to those who want to hurt me or do hurt me or cause mm-hmm. me harm. Um, and and here, here's, what's, here's what's amazing about this. Um, the mind of Christ, and, and this one gives us a good indication of this, and we'll wrap up. The mind of Christ is showing you the most healthy way to live. It's the most healing way to live. It's the most happy way to live. And it's the most whole way to live. That's good. That's really good. That's what the mind of Christ is giving you. And so when you're talking about forgiving those who hurt you, uh, forgiving enemies, those that don't like you. um, I got a lot of those, by the way. I'm just telling you right now. There's some that listen to the podcast on purpose. I'm not even joking right now. Listen on purpose so they can use what I'm saying against me. That is crazy. Right? So they can post about it, tweet about it, email about it, talk about it. Like there are people that do not like me. I get it. Um, and I, and I also think that anytime you step out, like, it's not just because I'm a pastor and we do a podcast, right? By the way, like anybody can do a podcast. I'm just saying this stuff we got right here, this is like a hundred dollars worth of equipment. Anybody can do a podcast. Um, and we ain't very good. Uh, (laughs) and, and, but when you step out into any sort of leadership in the name of Christ, there are going to be people that don't like you. You step out in any kind of leadership, right? There's going to be people that don't like you. Yeah, that's very like true. It's like a prerequisite to leadership is uh, everybody's not going to like you, yes. right? You, we talked about this on, in this series. You cannot please everybody. Nope. It's impossible, but you can please God. And so when you step out into, well, I want to please God, and that might make some people around me not like me, well, that's just how it is. 
I got lots of people that will try to listen to this to use it against me. Um, but that can't stop you from doing what you need to do. Right? That can't stop you from living the way you need to live. There are people that are going to disagree or whatever it may be. That's just how it goes. I don't know where I was going with this thought. I'm just it's lost a good thought, it, though. Anyway, <laughs> um, I don't know where I was going. Well, what I'm saying is is that if you look at the, the, this idea that the mind of Christ is um, still leaning into what you're supposed to be doing and making a series of decisions and actions to pray for and bless other people, that is the most healthy way to live. It is. Like, you can remove you can remove being a Christ follower from this conversation. You can say, "Why well, you don't believe in Jesus?" Okay, still the most healthy way to live is to walk through this life not holding grudges. That's very true. Is to walk through this life hoping that other people succeed and do well, like even if they don't like you, mm-hmm. even if they talk junk about you, you know, even if like even they're your enemy, right? Yeah. Right? They're your enemy. Most most of the time, the enemy there is not because the person has hurt you directly. It's usually because they are against you. Like they're verbally against you or whatever it may be. Um, there's attacks that happen, right? That's why we use this phrase enemy because there's attacks. Um, but somebody who's hurt you directly, the health, most healthy way to live is to actually hope that those people do good, c- celebrate when they do, even if they're not great people or even if they don't like you. It's also the most healing way to live. Like if you follow the mind of Jesus – you you can be healed in all the hurts and that come that, along in this true. world. You know what yes, I'm saying? Like that's really good. It's the most healing way to live. Um, it's also the most happy way to live because yes. if you're walking through life, actually being actually healing through things that hurt you, because this world's going to give you lots of things that hurt Very you. Very much. And you walk through this life in a healthy way, wanting people to succeed, even if they don't want you to succeed. Um, you're going to be happier. Yes. Like outside, you can just you can just tell me you don't believe in Jesus. That's fine. I'm just saying, if you follow what the mind of Christ does, you're led to a happy life. Very much. Um, so. And then it's the most whole way to live. Like it encompasses all these things. Mm-hmm. The mind of Christ is absolute perfection. And if Jesus is walking around with the perfect mind, and in that mind, one of those pieces is is I forgive other people. I pray for them to do good, even when they hurt me, even if they don't like me. I want them to succeed. Um, I want I want them to be blessed. That is that is the most holistic way to live. Yes, very true. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That make I don't know if this, any of this is making sense, yeah, but no, it, it's good. That, that that is the most holistic way to live. And in the perfect mind of Jesus, forgiveness has to be a part. Uh, forgiving those who hurt you, blessing them, praying for them, that has to be a part of this. Well, otherwise, your mind is not whole. That's true, and your and happiness will not be found because you'll constantly be subjugated to all of these feelings of resentment and pain and unforgiveness being harbored, um, and you won't you won't heal from the problems that are going on in your life, and you will not be healthy. You know, you can show me somebody who is extremely physically fit. That is not me nor Matt, by the way. I know that y'all, <laughs> as you've listened to our wonderful accents and the way we speak, you have envisioned two really buff guys. Um, but that's not what we look like. It's just hard to bust your bubble. Um, but you can show me somebody who is like ridiculously physically fit and they eat perfectly healthy, right? You know, these are the people who are 
having bowls of quinoa for breakfast. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I, I, I get down on some eggs, I, but no quinoa. <laughs> I, I'll eat the quinoa. I just need something else with it. Like, I yeah. need something mixed some chi- in. Some chicken on top of it. Got to be something there, yeah. right? Because it's just weird. But, I mean, these are the people who are, they eat perfectly healthy. You know, you're never going to see them guzzle down a Mountain Dew. And, um, and, and all their physical stuff looks great. They go to the doctor, and the doctor's like, wow, you know, I know you're 40, but all your labs say you're 25, you know, and they, they're buff and they're, you know what I mean? Like they're just ripped and they're, they're, they're physically active, right? And they're jogging every day. You know, those people that you see jogging every day and you secretly want to be them, but at the same time you think they're crazy. Cause are, you, like, are you attempted and you're like, nah, this is not like, for me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and they're out there, you know, it doesn't matter when it is it's hot, it's cold, right? We'll go the, when we go to the DR, um, for mission trips and stuff, we'll every now and then we'll have somebody that goes with us and they getting up at like four AM and going for a jog before we go to the job site all day and I'm like, Oh my gosh. So secretly I'm going, Man, I really wish I was them. And then I'm going, But they're weird. That's yeah. this is stupid. This is crazy. <laughs> like give you give me that person. Eats perfectly, physically fit, works out all the time, and they have um they have unforgiveness. In their life, they have deep hurt from somebody, pain that they're holding on to, which is making them hold grudges. They have people talking junk about them, right, mm-hmm. and enemies, and it always is bothering them and whatever. You do not have a person who's wholly healthy, even though they look like it. Yes. It's still a, it's, there's still a mess there. Mm-hmm. And Jesus has the perfect mind. And what you are seeing is that part of having the perfect mind a big part of that, like one of the 10, 10% of it at least, right? Out of our little math, out of what we've done, 10% of it at least is rooted in forgiving others and the actions of, not just feelings, the actions of praying for them, blessing them, doing good by them, mm-hmm. right? Like that. that is at least 10% of what it takes to have a perfect, whole, healthy, healed Mind, yeah. So, so if you're listening and you are refusing, because there's part of me that's doing this all the time too with a few people. Yeah, it is. Hard. If if you are refusing to give forgiveness, pray for them. Like so, where I'm at now with a couple of people is I forgive them, but I ain't praying for God to bless them. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I ain't made that transition yet. As a matter yeah. of fact, what I'm what I'm secretly doing is, as I say, I forgave them, but I'm secretly hoping that they fail. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, if that's you right now, I want you to know that you think it's not possible, but if you're a Christ follower, you have the mind of Jesus, and it is possible if you'll lean into the Holy Spirit transforming your mind. Here, if you lean into it, it is possible for you to because you have the mind of Jesus to walk in this mindset. And part of that mindset is forgiving them, praying for them, blessing them, doing good by them, wanting them to succeed, even if they are monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could, you could argue that those Roman soldiers and those religious leaders and pharisaical leaders that, wanted all this to happen to Jesus, that they were monsters. You could argue. I mean, anybody who wants to see somebody suffer like that, we'd call them a monster in our context. Yes. Even those kind of people. It can be done. 
Mm-hmm. Not because you decide to do it, but because you actually have the mind of Jesus. Yep. And it's the only way. It's it's the only whole way to live. And so you can't you can't listen to this podcast episode, all ten of these things that you can think like Jesus thinks, and leave this one out. Yeah, and expect skip to, this one. You can't do it. <laughs> you can't do it. So anyway, that's all I got. It's good. So uh, number seven here. Let's reiterate. You can. Um, I forgive my enemies and those who hurt me. That is a part of thinking like Jesus, and you can do it. Um, so I'm trying to lean into that personally. Yeah. I think we all. I think we all can yeah, lean into that. Absolutely, I need to lean into it a lot, yes. a lot more. But um, it is it is the best way. Yes, it is the best way. Um, everything about Jesus is perfect. This is included. It is the best way. Yes. You will not be fully healthy, no matter how much workout or quinoa you eat. Nope. Um, without actually practicing these intentional actions of forgiveness. Um, Very true. So. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back next week. We've got uh, three more of these to hit, um, and then we will kick off a new series. And actually, we will kick off a new series with our permanent new permanent host. Yes, that we'll be announcing here in the next couple <laughs> be of weeks. Awesome. <laughs> um, so you can stay tuned for that. Make sure you give us a like or a shout out or a rating or whatever the mess is on. Um, the two platforms, Apple and Spotify and Facebook and Instagram and those places that we're at socially and share the episode. If you think it helps, um, will help somebody around you. Remember if you find yourself listening to something going, Oh my goodness, this really helped me. Uh, it's not meant for you to keep to yourself in any way. I don't mean from this podcast. I mean anything because there's going to be people around you that are struggling with the same thing. Very true. So use what God's doing in your life, um, to, share and uplift and build up the body of Christ around you. So yes. Anyway, we'll see you next week. See you guys. Thank y'all. Thank you for joining us on the messy walk podcast with pastor Adam cook. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. Have a good day.